0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. Uh, For when you do worship, from your heart you do enter into the activity of heaven. Therefore, this is a prime time for each and every one of you to receive heaven's best, whatever your need may be. Just extend your faith and lift your hands and believe you receive. And you'll see how simple it is for the Spirit of God and the provision of God to begin to flow in your life. Therefore, even this day, don't ever be discouraged. Don't ever be afraid. Know that your God, your Lord and your Savior are looking out after you and your faith is appropriating all that you need to walk in victory and to be blessed in this day and hour. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory! Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Now we're studying the power of God, and I am so—I don't know how to say this. As a child, growing up, you know, I experienced the power of God. As a as a child, I had a had a uh, compound fracture of my both bones in my arm, and I remember uh, waking up in my parents' bed after they had brought me home from the hospital, and 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 uh, brother and sister Goodwin. And uh, brother and sister Groover, who were the associate pastors at the church at the time, were standing over me with my mom and dad praying for me. Now, that happened on a Thursday afternoon. We went to church on Sunday. Uh, Monday morning, my parents took me back up to the medical center up in Houston, and they x-rayed my arm, and the, the doctor look at, looked at my uh, mother and said, I thought he had a compound fracture of both of his, both of his, uh, both of his bones. And she said, well, he did. He, he, you know, we saw the x-ray, both bones, uh, four inches, three inches back from the wrist, just snapped. And he said, well, you know, we can tell there's a line there, but we can't tell that it's ever been broken. Well, they left the cast on for three weeks or something like that till I finally dug it off with a pencil or something. <laughs> but, you know, for several things in my life, you know, uh, uh, healings, just my parents having faith in God and faith in their pastors, would bring us kids up, Alan, uh, myself, and my sister, and uh, we all received healing uh, all the many times. And then many times we had uh, uh, words spoken over us that came to pass. And we're true, we're true words of God. And then, you know, we got right with God, all of us, all the kids got right with God. We went into ministry. My sister was first. She went in, she was on the uh, uh, first trip with YWAM, Youth with a Mission. Uh, going to Amsterdam, and then Alan and I went into ministry, and we've all observed the power of God, not only in ministry, but in our own personal lives. And I think, I really don't think we've really scratched the surface of how much power is really available, because when you begin to search the Scriptures, and you see there's power in the Word, just in the Word itself. It's actually not the power of the Word, it's the Word of His power is the correct how would you say, pronunciation of how he describes what his word is, which shows us God himself gets his power from his word, which ought to blow our minds because he gives us his word. Amen. Now, we know the the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was powerless for 30 years. Powerless. Now, listen, if he did have power and didn't use it, that wouldn't be the nature of God. You see what I'm saying? His three-and-a-half-year ministry was to show us the nature of the Father. The nature of the Father was not to steal, kill, and destroy. The nature of the Father was to bless, heal, and give hope and bring salvation. Amen? So we see these tremendous power, but when you begin to study the Scripture, and you see every time I read the Word, I get power. Every time I embrace the Word, I get power. The power of faith is working in me. I'm born again. The power of the new birth has changed my life. I was made brand new because I'm made brand new. Because I'm made brand new. My life has changed. There's power. It takes power to change somebody from a lifestyle of death to a lifestyle of life. Amen? It takes power to do that. It It takes power to deliver a drug addict outside of counseling or 12 steps. I'm not against 12 steps. I just took one, though. You say, what step was that? I stepped toward Jesus, and he took care of me. Amen? And then there's the power of the Holy Ghost which comes upon us in baptismal measure. Now Jesus had the power without measure. Uh, John 3, 34, I think it is where it says that he received the power without measure. There was an unlimited amount of power placed upon Jesus. We receive that power in measure, but when we all bring our measure, that's why it's important for us to walk in unity and for us to walk in love one toward another and to have no strife and division between us because when we do that, Linda brings hers, Leah brings hers, George brings his, the other George brings his, the other George brings his. Do we have any more Linda's in here? <laughs> amen. we got lots of Georges. I'm a George, amen. So, you know, we get, we, we get our measures together. And it's a body effort. The body has the power. Now, I've seen some men with some great anointings on their life. I've, I've experienced some great anointings on my life. But here's the thing. For every believer, there's the power of the Word of God. There's the power of the Holy Ghost. And there's the power of the name of Jesus and we haven't even said anything about the power of the blood, the power of prayer, the power of agreement, when you start really digging into it, you'll see that, hey, man, God wants us to have some power, not to be some dead religious organization that can't do anything for anybody, but for anybody that walks in through that door that has any kind of a problem, we've got an answer in the power of God. That's why God showed us in the book of 1 Corinthians that our faith would not be in the wisdom of man, amen, but in the power of God. You cannot talk someone out of having cancer. There's got to be some power. You can't talk somebody out of a, out of a, out of a perverse lifestyle. It's going to take some power. And I know it took some power for me because that stuff's got power in it. Amen? But thank God there's a greater power. Now, did you find Genesis chapter 1? should be too hard to find. <laughs> if you're having trouble finding it, just look on with your neighbor. Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created. Everybody say created. The heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And, now notice this, the Spirit, capital S, of God, moved upon the face of the waters. Now, let me just say this. We're, we're, we're dealing with these power doctrines. We're, we're looking at the power of the Holy Ghost. We have been for about three weeks. Kind of took a little detour last week, but the power of the Holy Ghost in baptismal measure. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, the subsequent experience to the new birth. In John chapter 14, Jesus said the Spirit of God would work in two ways. It would have a twofold working in the life of every believer. The Spirit that abides, everybody say Abides. And the spirit that empowers. Everybody say empowers. Now that's the same spirit. That's the same spirit. It's just working in two different dimensions. Or how would you say this? In two different disciplines. Amen? Now we know we know we got, what, what, what season? Baseball and, and basketball is going on right now. We'll, we'll have football in the fall. When do they play soccer? Is there a season for soccer? Who knows? Nobody cares. Okay. So, <laughs> they play that in Ireland that game they play in Ireland you know (laughs) but you know you can't play football by baseball rules now you can suit up you can go to the field but if you got the wrong rules it ain't going to work now in the same way you you can't operate spiritual laws and principles by natural laws and I think what's happened to religion and denominations over the years is because they found things unexplainable in the spirit. Some of the greatest, what, I, what can I call this? Some of the greatest doctrine dumps, you say, what do you mean? Where they just dumped, we don't, that, that don't work, we don't believe that anymore, has happened from either men or women believing God, usually for a spouse to be healed. And the spouse went on to heaven. So they were like, hey, you know. This doesn't work. Well, how do you know that her faith didn't get her to heaven instead of healed? Amen. I mean, that, that that's they're really irrelevant, anything that anybody's ever done to discount God's healing power. But most preachers that I run into that don't normally pray, I, I pray for the, for the sick normally. You say, what do you mean? I do it all the time. I've never not prayed for the sick. I've never not had healing ministry in my ministry. Amen. Same way for for my brother, same way for my sister. Most of the people that minister out of the church, Uh, Brother Ryan and Kimberly that have sister churches in Ireland, they pray for the sick. We pray for the sick. You say, why? Because the Holy Ghost has anointed the church to pray for the sick. Jesus, the head of the church, gave us a commission. You say, what is a commission? A commission is a lawful right to act in a position of authority. If someone just walks up to you in some kind of fake police uniform and tries to order you around, don't listen to them. It's obvious they have not been commissioned. You know, if their badge is made out of a cereal box (laughs) and their gun has a little orange thing on the end, there's really not much authority there, amen? But in the spirit realm, let me tell you something. You're anointed by the Holy Ghost and you look just like Jesus. And the devil, when he sees you, when you're in the correct spiritual posture that you should be in, living right, loving right, not being offended, doing the things you're supposed to do, then when the devil sees you and you release that authority, the Bible says he runs in stark terror from you. Most Christians don't have that image in their mind. I do in mine. You say, why? Because I want to live for God. I want this power working for me. Now notice this. The Holy Ghost comes into a situation of complete dysfunction. The earth is void and without form. And what? Notice it makes it emphasizes something. Darkness. Everybody say darkness. Well, what, what, what would darkness be a trait of? Who would darkness be a trait of? The devil. Now, we know exactly what happened to the earth. I don't know the timeline for this. It could have been billions or trillions. of. I don't know. Don't really care. But at one point in time, Satan was cast down to the earth. Amen? Jesus said it like this. I beheld Satan fall like lightning from heaven. No great war in the heavenlies. No great war in the vast expanses of time. No, it happened so fast, boom, it looked like lightning hitting the ground. Well, what happened when he hit the earth? Well, the geologists and people that study the earth say, we don't know what happened. Some cataclysmic event, they put it like a meteor or something like that, boom, hit the earth, threw it into darkness, and threw it into an ice age. Well, we know what that was. That was the devil coming out of heaven and hitting the earth. So when God has this idea in his mind, you know what idea he had? I'm lonely. I'm lonely. I'm God. I've got all this power. I've got all this ability. I have nothing. I have nobody. I want some kiddos. There's a planet. It's got darkness on it. I guess that's where I'm going to have to go work. Amen. So he comes down. Now notice this. This is so interesting. God the Father, it's in the heart of the Father, but what begins to move? The Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God begins to move on the face of the deep. let the Amplified. It says the earth was without form and an empty waste and darkness was upon the face Darkness darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. And the Spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. Now notice, and God said, now look very carefully. And God said, look at that let right there. You don't capitalize a let on the other side of a comma. Where's Miss Pat? She's our English Spanish. Isn't that right? Why is that let capitalized? You know why? That let is Jesus. That's Jesus right there. You got God the Father. You got God the Spirit begin to move and to brood. So all he needs is a catalyst. Something to move on behalf of. I'm trying to help you here, guys. We're not just studying creation. I'm trying to help you. He needs someone to brood over. Something to brood over and something to fall on behalf of. Somebody's got to say something to spark this thing, to get it going. So God says, let! And the Holy Ghost starts moving. I can see you're not near as thrilled as me. (laughs) That's all it took. Let! Now you got the Father, you got the Son, you got the Holy Ghost. You're fixing to get something real good right here. All this dysfunction, all this darkness, all this purposeless matter, I'm fixing to give purpose, function, value, and creation to. By what? Speaking and my spirit moving because I am a creator. Amen. Now go down to verse 26. The Holy Spirit has the ability to take the Word of God and make it reality in the natural realm. When God said, let there be light, light happened where there was a need for it, in the darkness. This is very simple stuff. You need to hear this. You say, why Why are you saying all this, Pastor? Because the Holy Ghost is on you in you, and He's waiting to speak some words that will create in you the plan and the purpose of God. In the same way that God creates, He creates. Let me try that again. In the same way that God creates, He reproduces. In the same way that God reflects His image, He reflects His image in us. So He says, let us the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Let us make man in our likeness, in our image, and let them have, oh, dominion. Everybody say dominion. Dominion. So God came down to the planet. He, He created the earth in original design. Are you with me? But when He came this next time, he recreated the earth, type of, a type of redemption. See, that's what we are without Jesus. We're void and without form. We're full of darkness. Well, there are some good people out there, but they're dead. They may be good, but they're dead. They're separated from God, dead in trespasses and sin until the Holy Ghost starts moving. The Spirit of God brings light, life, godliness. I mean, I don't want, I don't want to go out there and live like a heathen. I mean, there there are sounds and smells today that were sounds and smells of my my crazy days. And I'll I'll hear something and I'll think, oh my God, I'm so thankful that I don't have to deal with that junk no more. So thankful that I'm not in bondage to that darkness that light has gotten me, set me free. So God, now listen, He makes a copy of himself. What's unique about God is his creative ability created a person up on the earth that retained his image and likeness but not his deity. Amen. So he created, now listen to me, a whole new classification and put us in it. What's it called? Humanity. So you have humanity and deity together in creation and all the attributes of God he creates man with and not only that purposes the word of God and the spirit of God to do what to be on the earth to help the man do what he's called to do but here came sin and I found this out about the Holy Ghost he's not afraid of sin but amongst people that know better He won't move if they're involved in it. Let me say that again. He's not afraid of sin. I've seen the Holy Ghost show up in a bar. I was in a bar witnessing to a man one time that lost his mind on cocaine and and Puerto Rican rum. And man, the bar emptied out. And I've witnessed to him and he, he was unreachable at that time. Hopefully somebody got to him. But as I'm walking back in a little alcove right there, a lady, I could hear her weeping. She heard us. What we were telling this man, and she was backsliding from Tennessee and got right with God right there. Spirit of God moved on her right there in a bar with a bunch of liquor on. The, it didn't even make a difference to the Holy Ghost. He just showed up. He's not afraid of places like that. He's not afraid of bars or anything like that. But when people have knowledge that they're supposed to live right, they're supposed to live holy, that they're not supposed to be tainting themselves with a bunch of stuff, and they do that, then the Holy Ghost departs, and many times another spirit will come in there, and it'll get real ugly. Amen. That's why I'm a stickler for the Holy Ghost. I'm also a stickler for holiness and righteousness. Amen. But the Spirit of God desires to what? Move on behalf. Now listen to me. Move on behalf of the creators. Did you hear that? Move on behalf of the creators. Now, in the Old Covenant, we didn't see none of that. You say, why? Because the Holy Ghost only came upon three different types of people in the Old Covenant. The prophet, the priest, and the king. That was it. Us regular folks, we didn't have a chance. I mean, the only way we could get close to God was to go to the temple at the feast days, go to Jerusalem on the feast days, and obey what the Levit- Levitical law says. But still, as far as that tangible presence of God, there are only few people that ever experienced that. Amen? But then came Jesus. Oh my goodness. The whole world changed. What was that song we were singing? The world could live again. Could you imagine? I can imagine what the world, the earth must have been like on, on that Easter morning when Jesus rose from the dead and the birds were singing again and the sun was shining again and, and there was life on the earth again and there was a possibility on the earth again that death would be dispelled and light would fall upon God's creation again. Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus restored our sonship and our daughtership to the Father. which Oh, glory to God. Which means original purpose has been restored. Which means the Word of God and the Holy Ghost are going to work on your behalf as long as you're willing to create on behalf of the will of God in your life. That's the way it works. So you take the word of God. That's why I'm a stickler for the word. I teach you the word and teach you the word until you need to speak the word. You need to speak the word. You need to thank God for the word. You need to turn to the devil and say, "This is what is written, devil." In the name of Jesus, then you need to rise up and trust the Holy Ghost to release the power of creation into your life to dispel the darkness that the enemy's tried to bring. Because the Holy Ghost always brings the light and always responds to the light always responds to the let. Amen. Now, real quick, how's my time? Oh, I've got a couple of minutes. Go to Acts chapter 2 real quick. This could get good. We might stay here all day. Wouldn't it get dark outside? Don't look, I'll tell you. That's all right. It's light in here, isn't it? Acts chapter 2. Now, I'm not going to fight anybody over this, but the Gospels are unique in themselves. I know we call Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John part of the canon of Scripture that we call the New Testament. But in actuality, there was, no two, there was no really what we would call New Covenant or New Testament laws being acted upon when Jesus walked on the earth. Actually, Jesus walked on the earth in correct relationship to the Father. He is a representative of a man on the earth that had a correct relationship with the Heavenly Father. Amen. So understanding that, that's what the Holy Ghost, that's why Jesus, every time he talked about the Holy Ghost, he would always emphasize, I've got, to, I've got to go, I've got to go, I've got to go, so I can get you this. They didn't know what he was talking about. Amen? Yeah. Then that group that was born again there in John chapter 20, he walked through the wall and said, handle me, and then they, he literally breathed on them just like God, if we just keep studying Genesis 26, 27, gone into chapter 2. God breathed on that dirt and man became a living soul. Well, redemption was what? A recreation of creation. Apart from the iniquity, sins are forgiven. Man restored to his rightful place. And so what happened? Jesus breathed on them. Man was recreated, born again. So these born again guys are standing around and Jesus turns to them and about 400 and something others and says, I command you to go to Jerusalem till you be endued with power. Now, he did not invite them. He commanded them. So we can determine from Scripture that that's exactly what salvation is. Salvation is God going, come to Jesus. You don't have to die and go to hell. You know, yesterday we had that wonderful home going for, for, Miss, uh, for Miss Ethel. And I gave an altar call then. I knew she wanted me to do that. And I I said, and I made, I did it like this because I kind of knew the crowd. And I said, how many of you you're not sure if you were to die, you'd go to heaven. Just not sure. There must have been 150 people raised their hand. Yeah. And I, these are church folks. Yeah. These are all church folks, people that have sat in the Sunday school class, but they're not, just. I'm just not sure, Pastor. I'm just, well, that, see, that's a, that's a sign that the Holy Ghost is not operating in its fullness in their life. Because one of the things that the Holy Ghost does... It imparts to you a knowing and a knowing that's beyond the ability of your senses to give you information to cause you to know. God puts it in your heart. Where you don't care what the information on the outside is, you're looking at the information on the inside. Amen? So God breathed into man and man became a living soul. Then he lost his place. He lost his life. And then Jesus rose from the dead and gave us that life back. Now God returns to man the ability to do what? To be the creator that God has called him to be. In reality, the sum total of every human life is what they have believed in their heart and confessed with their mouth. But now you've got a whole book of information that can help you enhance that life by getting it in your heart and speaking it in your mouth and creating the world that God wants you to have. Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord, verse 1, and in one place, and suddenly, now notice this, there came a sound. Now this, this right here. Mm. And I, I, thank you, Lord. <laughs> hey, I'm no dummy, you know. Now, suddenly there came what? Now, where does a sound arrive when it comes to you? Where does, where does it hit? Hit your ears. And there's a whole thing that God made in there that's real smart that man can't make, that picks that stuff up and you and you hear. So there was a sense connection. Now, listen. These things that we see in the Word are so beneficial to us because we're called to in a dispensation. We're supposed to live by faith, which means it doesn't matter what I feel. But then God comes in with the Holy Ghost, and there's been some times when, I mean, the Holy Ghost would come on me in in a ministerial uh, uh, situation where I'd be three, four, five o'clock in the morning before I quit shaking. I'm like, oh, my God, man. What's it going to come off of me or not? So we know that God is not opposed to us feeling something or healing something or seeing something, or tasting something, or smelling something. Amen? I don't think I've ever, maybe one time that I know for sure that God used me in the discerning of spirits, a spiritual gift. And the discerning of spirits is the ability to contact the spirit realm with your physical senses. You either see or you smell. Well, I was sitting on the front row of a meeting. I was fixing to get up and speak. And I'm telling you, and I know what it would be like if somebody were to do it. But this is what it seemed like to me. It seemed like somebody sitting on the back, on the second row behind me, went up on, like, got right behind me, right here, and blew a whole lung full of weed smoke on me. I went, What in the world? I looked around to see if somebody's smoking weed. I mean, it was so real to me. I smelt it. I was like, so finally the Holy Ghost says, no, that's not, nobody's smoking weed. That's a spirit in here and it's tormenting people right now and there's people in here that are fighting with every bit of faith they got trying to stop from going down to some dealer and buying a bag of weed because that was their peace for so many years and now they're in a faith fight and they need some peace. If they'll come down here right now, I'll set them all free. Yeah. Remember that? altar just filled up with people. Well, see, the Holy Ghost knows those things. Spirit of God, and he's not, listen, he's not opposed to us feeling something, seeing something, hearing something, sensing something, but he is opposed to us being led by that. Are you with me? You say, why? Because he leads us by the inward witness that he places in our heart, that still small voice, then there's the voice of the Word of God, there's the voice of the Holy Ghost, there's the voice of the Father, and then there's just what I call spiritual common sense. That you, that you develop as you mature. Amen? Amen? But now let's get down to this last part because I've got a little time here. I wanted to hit this tongue part. I'm writing my book right now called Endued with Power and I started it with this question. Do you speak in tongues? Because that's where all the controversy is. Yeah. Now you ask, you ask a person, you know, do you have the Holy Ghost? And if a person's born again, he has the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen? That's where the big fight between the Pentecostals and the denominations have taken place all the years because when somebody says, you know, somebody goes and legitimately, you know the word. (coughs) Uh, They get born again. They have a salvation experience. They, They go from the darkness to light, from death to life. How do you tell them they don't have the Spirit of God? They got the Spirit of God. It's in them. But there's another dimension. There's another working. There's an endowment of power. Amen? Amen? And every scripture that the denominations use to deny that is a scripture that affirms it's true. It's amazing. One of the most amazing things I've ever seen. So here it says, let's read it then we'll see where we go from there. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven. It was a rushing mighty wind. It filled the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven. Everybody say cloven. Cloven, cloven tongues as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all. They were all. They were not just the prophet, priest, and king. Not just the evangelist, pastor, prophet, teacher. They were all. I said they were all. Now notice this. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. All right? All right? All right? Is that cool? But here's the, here's the, here's the second part here. Here's where everybody gets crazy and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now notice this. It tells about all the different people there. That was going on down in verse, I think it's 11. Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. They were all amazed and were in doubt saying one to another what meaneth this? Others mocking says, these men are full of new wine. Now wait a minute this doesn't really look like a normal church service in America. Does it? No, 120 people sitting in the upper room and suddenly there comes a sound. I don't think it was just a pink. Hear that? No. <laughs> I believe it sounded like a 747 landed. <laughs> you, you say what? because it was a sound so big it filled the house yeah. Yeah. how much sound can you put in a place well, amen then it says there appeared now we've got another sense working yeah. now we got two senses working we've got eyesight and we got hearing yeah. there appeared unto them cloven everybody say cloven yeah. now that means two now there's two workings of the spirit of God the spirit that abides and the spirit that empowers you got me Okay, there's two workings of that spirit. Two purposings of tongues. Number one, the general purpose in which every person that is filled with the Holy Ghost, they receive an evidence of that being filled with the Holy Ghost and that is they speak in a language in which they do not intellectually learn. Amen. You can't get it from a What's that thing called? You you learn to speak a language? Can't get it on Bible, Rosetta Stone. No, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about given to you in the baptism of the Holy Ghost an unction on the inside that rises up as you don't repress it. I was cool this morning. I was praying the Holy Ghost back in the prayer room and God gave me up. Brand new language I had never spoke before. And I was just praying that and praying that. I was going, that is so cool. That's a cool language. So there's the initial language. Now you get this language, guys. And that's yours. And you speak to God. And the devil can't get in there. He ain't like the cell phone companies. The devil ain't listening in on that. You're speaking mysteries unto God. You're praying the word of God. You're praying the will of God. I'm telling you, except for the Word of God, the number one enhancement in my life has been to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and pray in the Spirit. You say, why? Because it takes that book and makes it live and real on the inside of me. And it helps me to hear from God. It helps me to follow God. Amen? So now you've you've got all of us are filled. But then there's a few that have that second fold working and that's the gift of tongues. Brother Jeff Pucciarello gave a message in tongues this morning that was not, because of his initial infilling, that was because of a gift in operation in the church in Jeff Puccerello. I gave what? The interpretation, not the translation. I gave the interpretation, which is a gift in me from the Holy Ghost. And it's not the person, it's the gift. It's not the person, it's the gift. Mom Goodwin showed us this when we were, Lee and I were very young in the ministry. She took an envelope and waved it around. She said, if you got a $10,000 check in here, you wouldn't take out the check and throw it on the counter and wave the envelope around. Then she looked at me and said, you are the envelope. It's a gift from God. It's a gift from God. But now the tongues, people just struggle with it because, you know, I've I've seen people, we've prayed for thousands, maybe tens of thousands to receive over the years, but people think, in their human thinking that the Holy Ghost is going to say something through them. But the Bible does not say that. The Bible says they were all, first of all, filled with the Holy Ghost. Then they began. They were filled, they began. They were filled, they began. They were filled, they they spoke. They were filled, they spoke. The Spirit of God gives the utterance. Amen? Pa reni si bakahai bandele so robo ho kigiga sinda. Mem brindi safro po kiskay bada And if you will allow yourself to become fully yielded unto this spirit you will see that the supernatural of God will take your life over and you will see and experience things you thought you'd never see your experience hear things you thought you'd never hear and I will be able to guide you and lead you in these perilous times and protect you in areas that you thought you could never be protected of because I am watching over you and guiding you in these dark days wow wow okay hallelujah we got that amen yeah. praise God so so, so that's how it works you say well you just gave a message in tongues then, well I do that. I've been doing it 40 years come on yeah. Yeah. but here's something we must understand see we we hear that we hear brother Jeff I give an interpretation others do it we, did, we see ministers coming and we just oh and praise God but you gotta understand church this doesn't happen in churches yeah. Yeah. this isn't going on out there in mass it needs to be yeah. I remember when it was, but it's not now. But it needs to get back to it. That's why we're teaching and teaching and teaching. So you can live like that. So you can walk in the Spirit. The Bible says if we'll live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of our flesh. The lust of our flesh are killing us exponentially faster than it ever has. So why not embrace the life? So let's finish with this. The tongues part, okay. We're unique in that we're made in the likeness and image of God, who is a communicator and a creator. To be a communicator, you have to have somebody communicate too. I talk to my dog all the time. I wonder if they know what I'm saying. <laughs> I doubt they do. Amen? But I can talk to you and I can know what you're saying. Don't you agree? And you can know what I'm saying. Why? The ability to assimilate and transmit thought. That's how God created us. Amen? Now that ability rests in all these different Functions of our body in which we look at something, have a thought, make a determination, and communicate it so it can be understood. Roland has on some shoes. I'm nice looking pair of shoes. I like loafers. So I was I could think, well, I'm going to compliment Roland on his shoes after the service. So I go, you know, greet people, do all this kind of stuff. So I'm walking out. I remember. That's in my mind. I remember. I wanted to compliment Roland. So he's walking by. Hey, by the way, those are some nice shoes. Where'd you get those, Roland? He understands I'm not talking about his coat. Yeah. <laughs> Amen? or someone else's shoes. Why? Because the specifics, now listen to this, the, the specifics of the conversation were able to be assumed, received, assimilated, and responded to. Oh, I got them at Marshall's a couple of weeks ago. Oh, cool. I'll go check it out. Now, we take that all for granted. Did you get them at Marshall's a couple of weeks ago? I oh, good. Okay. I've never been to Marshall's. I don't know. It's just a store down here. Dillard's, there we go. It's a Dillard's guy, amen. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, we, we, do it, we, we don't even think about it. We don't even think about it. Our tongue, most of the time, connected where? We've taught this so much, connected to our intellect. Our intellect operating properly, but your, can't, your tongue can be disconnected. Uh, disconnected, hook it to your anger. Then you do what? Wish I'd never said that. Hook it to anything. You can hook it to disappointment. You can hook it to fear. You know, you can hook it to anything. And then we get foreign substances, put them in our body. And we claim, well, that's just a whiskey talking. That's exactly what it is. You don't hook your tongue to a whiskey bottle. But that shows us very plainly that the tongue has the ability to have a disconnect. So in reality, your act of faith to receive the Holy Ghost is to... Allow the disconnect. That means you disconnect and you feel or hear. You say, why? Those are the two things that we see in the Word of God. We're in the holy, in the, in the upper room. That's what they were experiencing. Now let me say this. I guarantee you that when the Holy Ghost hit that place, there were those, they didn't all get it at the same time. I guarantee you there were those that were going, what, what? it took some time I've seen instantaneous baptisms of two and three and four hundred people at a time but this is the first outpouring this is the first time the Holy Ghost falls on humanity so what does it do they fall out in the street like this and they're drunk I know I've been drunk in the spirit amen I was going to say at the home you know that Miss Ethel was a drunk because she get drunk in the Holy Ghost. You ever seen her get drunk in the Holy Ghost? She'd get drunk in the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, but I didn't think that crowd would understand that. So I, I didn't say it, amen. But I know what it's like for the Spirit of God to get on you. And you can't, you can't do nothing. I mean, you're just like, oh, you know. Especially if you're trying to minister, trying to preach. Amen. And there's a tangibility to it. But when you make that decision, I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost. I'm, going to, I'm not going to stand down here and wait for some emotional rush. I'm not going to wait for a feeling, and I'm not going to wait for the Holy Ghost to try to say something through me. I'm just going to yield to whatever bubbles up or whatever I hear. See, that's where people have a real problem and say, well, if I say something that I hear someone else say, aren't I just saying what they're saying? But what if they're saying something that's of the Holy Ghost? Amen? Amen see that's God's got so many ways to get it to you but the devil's got so many ways to try to stop it from happening so you can do that at will when it comes to everything else in your life you can get mad and say something you can get fearful and say something why can't you pray in the Holy Ghost why can't you receive the Spirit of God now let me say this and we'll close most people's problem is they come to the altar they come up there and they get them a couple of words they say and somebody says you got Praise the Lord. Amen. Salvation is an experience that leads to a lifestyle. Baptism of the Holy Ghost is an experience that leads to a lifestyle. I saw it in great demonstration as a child. I've seen it in demonstration in our lives for over 30-something years. And I'm going to tell you something. The reason that we're teaching on this right now is because there is something stirring in the spirit realm. God's already released the Holy Ghost. We're not praying for the Holy Ghost to come. What we're praying for is for us to be more porous in the spirit so that the Holy Ghost will have a place to brood and fall. How does he do that? He works on us. He cleans us up. He gets us right with him. He gets us right with each other. He gets all the foolishness and all the gains out. He gets it all out. He cleans it all up. Then he finds a place where he can brood and he can fall. In the meantime, while he's getting us ready, he just moves among us. He just moves among us. He just moves among us. Hallelujah. So let's do it like this. Where's Brother Frank? You can go to the keyboard. Did you learn something this morning? Hallelujah. Now let me just say this. You need the Holy Ghost, and you need all the Holy Ghost you can get. You need to be saved. Why? Because you get the Holy Ghost when you get saved. He comes to abide on the inside of you. He brings new life. But you need the baptism in the Holy Ghost. You need to be able to speak in other tongues. You need it so bad. You say, why? Because Jesus died to give you this gift. Peter says that right there in Acts chapter 2. He says, this is what Jesus himself died and released from the Father on our behalf. Yeah. Yeah. Now listen, this amazes me. I don't know if we would have the ability to do it, but if we did have the ability to travel in space anywhere we wanted to go, we would find someplace in space where there was a human body. I don't know if there would be a city around it or it'd be just hanging out there in the middle of it, but it'd be a human body and it'd be Jesus And wherever he would be, would be the throne room of God in heaven. That's where he is. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Now he's here. How is he here? You know how he's here? In the form of a message. The gospel. That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. The Father, woo, he's in heaven. Seated at the, seated on his throne. He's been there for 6,000 years. He sat down. Everything was complete. He's not worrying. He's not sweating. But see, there's three parts to God. There's a Trinity. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. God the Father. God the Son or God the Word. And God the Holy Spirit. So where's the Holy Spirit? Where's the Holy Ghost? Is he locked up in heaven with them? No. He's down here on the earth. He's found an eternal assignment. Oh, come on, church. I said he's found an eternal assignment. You say, what is that? To live and empower you. Forever. 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 Now listen to me. A little preview of coming attractions. So you come to Island Church. You weather the storm. You say, what storm is that? Whatever well, one comes at you for coming to Island Church. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You weather the storm. You start getting taught the word. You start living by faith. Sure, you have feelings, emotions, maybe down at the altar in the prayer room. That's okay, but you're still living by faith. You're still living by faith. You're still living by faith. Just shall live by faith. You're studying redemption. You're learning who you are in Christ. So boom! You die or the rapture happens. Boom! Next thing you know the rapture happens. You're in a glorified body. All the restraints of your mind are taken off. Everything that you went through on the earth that you studied and put in your spirit now exponentially explodes in you and you're placed upon the earth for a thousand years as a supernatural being on a natural world. Come on, preacher, where did you get that at? It's in that same book. You rule and reign with him for a thousand years. And everything that you win here on the earth, that you put in you, God will enhance that. Just think of what that's going to be like. But in the meantime, sure, we're stuck in these flesh and bone and blood bodies that are decaying and subject to what's going on in the world. But the good news is the greater one is in you. The greater one is in you and the greater one is upon you not that good? So this morning we want everybody to get filled with the Holy Ghost, full as they can be. When you leave this place, I hope you leave drunk. But we're going to pray for you. Believe God. That if you've not received the Holy Ghost, you will. And if you've received it and you've not made a lifestyle out of it, you need to be refilled and refilled and refilled and refilled. Keep the tank all full. I said keep the tank on full. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Real quick. Say, Pastor yeah, I don't know. I'm like that crowd you talked about yesterday. I don't know if I died go to heaven. I'm not sure. I'm not positive. I don't know. I hope. But I'm not sure. If that's you today and you say, I want to know. I want to be sure. Please pray for me. I will if you'll raise your hand right now. Anyone at all? Say that's me. I need one hand over there. God bless you. Anyone else? Another hand. God bless you. Another hand. God bless you. Anyone else would say that? I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. It's okay. I see another hand. God bless you. Anyone else? There's been about three or four Raise their hand. Anyone else? Say hey, that. That's me. We're not going to ask you up here. We're going to do that later. <laughs> Praise God. Anyone else? What do we got, Jeff? Four? Not four. Okay. Praise God. Anyone else? Real quick. Let me look around. Now, everybody, look this way. Let's all pray this prayer out loud. And you that raised your hand, make sure you pray it loud enough so your own ears hear it. And after we pray it and say amen, you settle it. I know I'm saved. I know heaven's my home. I know Jesus is my Lord. And never doubt it again. Never doubt it again. You're right with God. You're going to stay right. Amen. Ready, church? We're going to help them? Here we go. Heavenly Father. Right now. Openly and publicly. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father. You sent your son Jesus, born of a virgin lived a sinless life, did signs, wonders, and miracles, died on a cross, rose from the dead, did it all for me. I believe it. I receive it. I accept it. Heavenly Father, any area of my life that does not please you, I confess it to you, Lord, and you alone, thanking you that the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sin, from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Father. As I sit at Island Church, April 23rd, 2023, I am right with God. I I know I'm saved. I know I'm saved. I know I'm saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for saving me. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't that good? Woo, the angels are rejoicing. Now, anybody here, you say, Pastor, I've never been filled with the Holy Ghost that I know of. Well, you know it if you did. Amen. You say, I would like to receive the Holy Ghost. I'd like to receive the... Ba-. Or you say this, Now, Pastor, I've, re- I've received, and I, I do, I admit, I, I may have uttered a few words or, or I've even prayed some, but I just struggle with it. I, it just seems... Like, I just can't get any liberty. Well, you know, the enemy will fight you. He don't want you speaking in tongues. Amen? The devil doesn't want you to do it. Religion doesn't want you to do it. Tradition doesn't want you to do it. The Democrats don't want you to do it. The Republicans don't want you to do it. The independents don't want you to do it. So we might as well do it. Amen. So if you say, that's me, Pastor. I, I just need to get full of the Holy Ghost. Lift your hand. Anyone at all? There's several hands. So why don't you guys come on up here, and we're going to do it. Say, we're going to do it. Amen. Come on. Come on. Give them a hand clap, church. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Glory to God. Isn't good? Hallelujah. That's so good. Amen. Now, here we go. Let's get Fernando. Right here, Fernando. Praise God. Roland, right here. Rolando, where you at? Praise God. Charles, where's Charles? Come here, Charles. You Charles too? Oh, wow. Woo. Okay, praise God. Jimbo, praise God. George, come here with Jimbo. Gio, come on, George. We got so many Georges here, everybody looks. Well, here's one here. We use George. Come on, Gio, right here. Praise God. Leah, you get the pastor's wife. Amen. Now, little bit of instruction. Yeah, stand here, George. Stand here with uh, with Eric. Okay, here we go. little bit of instruction. That's all you need, okay? I'm gonna come by in just a moment. I'm gonna lay hands on you. Pray for you. There's somebody standing behind you. They're gonna stand behind you. Put their hand on, on your back as I pray. And I want you just to kind of empty your mind and everything. You know you're saved. You know Jesus, is your Lord. You're a candidate to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, this whole church is gonna begin to pray in the Spirit, pray in other tongues. You're gonna hear them pray. All I want you to do is to close your eyes, And just kind of try and shut off. And you'll feel, feel is not a good word. Sense. Is that a better word? You'll sense something as I lay hands upon it. That is an unction. Now, if you've been prayed for, some of you have prayed for before, once you sense that, just just let it go. Let it come out your mouth. Just let it, whatever it sounds, don't care what it sounds like. It may be something somebody else is saying something, but just let it come out. One of our, one of our great mentors in our faith was a pastor named John Osteen. Everybody, everybody knows Joel, his son. John, pastor John was a, was a Baptist pastor that did not have the baptism in the Holy Ghost, but he was so hungry. And he came to our pastor's house and they prayed for him. And, and he sat in that chair and he sat there and he got one word, Otolio. And that's all he got. And so he went and he checked into a hotel room and he got in that hotel room and just went, "Otolio, Otolio," till finally the Holy Ghost broke through and he received the fullness of the Spirit. There's a fullness of the Spirit that God wants you to have. Amen. Church, stand on your feet if you will. I want everybody in here filled with the Holy Ghost to lift your hands up and I want you to get refilled right now. So begin to pray in the Spirit. Begin to pray in other tongues. And I'm gonna come lay hands on these. Guys, y'all stand behind them and just pray with them. Hallow. Now lift your hands up. Jesus, your Lord and Savior. Without, without exception, you know that, right? Your sins are forgiven. Then there's no reason you shouldn't receive the Holy Ghost right now. Heavenly Father, I lay hands on him. Lord, we see the example in the Word of God. Father, I thank you. You fill him with your Spirit. With the Holy Ghost. And Father, I thank you that the evidence of that will come forth out of you. In Jesus' name, now just begin to do. That's it. Let it flow. Now come pray with him, Fernando. Come pray. Come on. Come on. You got it. Come on. Break through. Come on. Roll and pray with him. Brilliant. You've got it. Rebequita maha, mora seketene. That's it. Reesika baba, rora. That's it. Let it flow now. Let it flow. Let it flow. Now, how about you, daughter? Come on. You do have to say something. Enredasa, ensekeremene. That's it. Rebenaha. Enrebe de sobra baba. That's it. Rebequita. Enramana na dada. Na na ramana. Enrebe de sike rebeje. Enrabata kara Come on, Jimbo. Come on. Give me some power. Give it some strength. Now, Eric, you're going to have to speak it. It's got to be your voice. It's got to be your breath. It's got to be every part of you. You just got to say that first word. That's all you got to do. It's got to be you. Just say, that's it. Rosa, don't look for a feeling, Eric. Don't look for a feeling. Just the words. That's it. Reseka. That's it. Come pray with her. Come pray with her. You got it, darling. Let it flow. Ombra That's it. Now pray with him. Come on, church. Come on, every one of you. Nina, Come on, let it flow. Yeah. Come on, church, let him get filled fresh and new. Come on, get filled fresh and new. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. everybody, everybody, receive. Receive, glory to God. Receive, receive, glory to God. Hallelujah. Now everybody stop. Now scriptures say this. The apostle Paul writing to us. He said I will. Everybody say I will. I will. Speak in an unknown tongue. I will pray in an unknown tongue. I will pray in the natural. I will sing in the spirit. I will sing in the natural. Now, the word I will shows us that the Holy Ghost does not flow on His will, but on our will. I can, sure, in a, a, behind a pulpit, in a church, Spirit-filled church on a Sunday morning, pastor should be able to get up and, but I can do it Monday morning. Driving to the beach to go surf. Driving to Buckies to get gas, whatever. Anywhere, anytime, I decide. Let me try that again. Anywhere, anytime, I decide to hook up. Woo! glory to God. And I do it all. Let me just say it like this. I stay hooked up. I stay hooked up. And the reason I stopped you was to start you again. You say, what do you mean by that? To show you it's on your will. It's not some overwhelming thing of the Holy Ghost. That may happen from time to time in an experience. But just teaching biblically, if you have spoken in a language you did not learn with your mind, you have received the Holy Ghost. Don't let the devil talk you out of that. On your way home. Yield to the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You get up, do some things, watch a movie, go back in your room, pray in the Holy Ghost a little while. Keep exercising that gift you have been given, and it'll get stronger and stronger. And I guarantee you, the voice of God will get big on the inside. Now, let's put our hands up. Father, we thank you for the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God moving upon us. We yield to that Spirit right now. Now, yield to it. Gangara tas daripada liando, bangali berasir diandalamanaha. Orang kiri diandalam unsur niye te. Ehre mekia, ehre mekia, ehre mekia, mana boleh usah bertia. Ehre mekio, me me Pura Nebra Manda rekete yaso. rekiri beato Mongara Satarabahaya, bahaya. Nebra ketersetir mekiga Gigabai Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We used to sing a little song. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Anybody remember that song? Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. He's my comforter and my helper, and on him I do depend. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. we we'll get Sam up here to sing that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Isn't God good? Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you get the Holy Ghost? Did you hear your spell speak in a language you did not know? Isn't that good? That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Spirit. How about you? Where's some of the others? How about you other guys? Y'all get it? Let's lift our hands and thank God. Amen? Let's lift our hands and thank God. Now, let me say this. Everything we do around here, what we do and how we do it's because we pray in the Spirit and pray in the Holy Ghost. Even things that we have difficulties with, man, uh, we just went on a pretty trying missions trip that was, but it was the will of God that we went, but it was the will of God that we overcame while we were there. Amen? We're, we're gearing up to, to do some things in Europe at the first of June, but you know we had to know when to go. You got to know when to go these days. How to go. What to do when you get there. You got to know all those things. You, we don't just come up with this, you know, pull a rabbit out of the hat. This is prayed about all week long. It's prayed about, prayed about. What do we do? How do we do? People receiving, getting the Holy Ghost. God's stirring. God's moving. It's not the Holy Ghost falling. But that intensity of God moving among us is being turned up. And God's preparing us to begin to fall. Now listen, listen. When the Spirit of God begins to fall in meetings, fall in churches. It changes the whole dynamic of what God's doing. But I know in my spirit, like I know I'm standing here, we're being prepared for such a time as this. Because this is what the earth needs. It needs the love of God and God's Spirit bringing restoration and healing in the midst of all this craziness. Amen? love the Lord. Praise God. we got everything done. We good guys? Everybody good? Father, thank you for today as we leave. We're so joyful, so happy. You're our heavenly Father. Jesus, you're our Savior. (laughs) And Holy Spirit of God, you abide and empower us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. We never take it for granted. As we leave today, we thank you that we're blessed. Lord, our, our people that are not here this morning, we lift up Doc and Colleen, give them rest. Lord, we lift up Jessica and Greg as they go down and minister to her father. Father, thank you for the anointing upon their life, that 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 situation can be rectified by the power of God, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, it's on them and in them, in Jesus' name. And Father, for all the others that are traveling and out, thank you for protection. All of us, the highways, the airways, the seaways, the railways, any other way of travel or transportation, thank you for our protection. Righteous labor of our hands. All that we do during the week. Our contractors, our students, our teachers, those in real estate, retail, doesn't matter. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for blessing upon all of our businesses. Thank you for that every person that works in the workplace, they do it as unto the Lord, and they're the ones that get the bonus. They're the ones that get promoted. Can't stop it, devil. You can't stop the promotion of God. Lord, as we leave today, thank you for a stirring in our own heart. Let us be ever sensitive to the people who are around during the week. That we will be an answer to their prayer, a problem to the devil, and a miracle in their lives. Lord, as we leave today, we walk in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. We walk in love toward one another. Thank you for our church, and we leave as the ambassadors of Christ you called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church, we're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the heart. God bless you.